Hey there! Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. This week, I'm continuing into the second part of my four-part series on the Four Agreements. If you didn't hear last episode, quick recap. The Four Agreements is a book by Don Miguel Ruiz. He talks about that there are agreements that we make in life that impact how we move through our life. And that if we can narrow down our agreements to just these four, we are doing pretty amazing and we will feel and live out our life in a way that reflects how good we feel. We will be more true to ourselves, have better relationships with others and with ourselves, and actually experience way more satisfaction in life. Last week's was about being impeccable with your word. And when I looked at how I wanted to do the order of these agreements, I originally thought about doing them in a kind of just a reverse order in some ways or more in a my preference of dealing with these things ways. But as I was making notes and remembering last episode's topic, being impeccable with your word is actually really the cornerstone, the foundation piece to all of these. Tackling that one and finding the truth in it and living it out is very key to any of the other three. I decided to start with that one, even though it is the easiest for me. This week's is that second one that I think as you take on the first and you start to do the first and live it out, uh, a natural progression is to move into this one. This week's is don't take anything personally. And I know that sounds really kitschy or really cheesy, but I don't think we really understand how egocentric we are as human beings. (laughs) We like to think that the world revolves around us, that we as an individual have a profound influence, even on the global scale as one human. So imagine then how it really did feel when we discovered that the earth was not the center of the universe. It makes it so much more difficult for us living on the earth to be the center of the universe. We take this to such a grand scale that we think an individual wearing a pair of socks can impact whether a team wins or loses. And we will grow that ritual and grow that belief over our lifetime of taking things personally if we don't directly stop and intervene with that. One of the greatest examples I give to my kid is is based on this. I tell him all the time that if somebody tells you that you're purple. Does it make you purple? And he used to have this, the cutest face because he would just screw it up like, that's just the craziest thing I've ever heard you say, mom. But the truth is, just because somebody says you're purple doesn't mean you're purple. You have to internalize that, agree with it and accept it and wear it as your reality. And even then you're not purple. You might be purple on the inside, but you're not purple on the outside. What someone says or does is more about them. As a matter of fact, it's entirely about them than it is at all about you. And this is really hard for us to hear because like I said, we want to live as egocentric humans. We want to live in this space where everything is about us. Somebody's mood, somebody's response, the person in traffic that cut you off. How dare they? Don't they know that you're in a hurry? How dare they? Don't they realize you've got places to go? Reality is it's not about you. So if you take it personally, then you're agreeing with them. And if you're agreeing with them, maybe then part of you actually 
believes what they're saying. Now that piece is on you to figure out. That's a place you've got to look at that wound, that issue, that hurt that exists inside you that would allow you to accept what somebody else says about you as true or allow what somebody else says to impact and hurt you. You have to dig in and look at those things. You've got to look at why personal importance, being right, winning, being better, you've got to look at why that actually is so important that you would have the kind of reaction, almost sometimes even a visceral reaction that some of us get when it comes to certain things like this. Why you were taking it on, why are you wearing it, why is it so important to you? Why is what that person says or does so important that it is impacting you to the level of either creating a response from you, a lashing out, maybe it's creating a cave, a shrink, a pullback, a disappear, a go and hide in your cave. But what is it about you? What is that wound? What is that issue? Because when you make that personal, when you allow that agreement to be something you wear, when you make that person's opinion something that you turn into an agreement, something that you decide is something you're going to wear, is something that you're going to accept is true, you are then making it about you. And it isn't at all about you. Again, we're back to this, that full cycle of when you accept that, you are reinforcing that mentality that everything revolves around you. And the reality is, it's not. You might be very important in the world. You might be very important in your home, in your family, in your life. You may be not important at all, and you may slip through the cracks of life, never being recognized, never being seen, never being anything other than a piece in the puzzle. But the reality is that none of it, no matter the scale of your existence is about you. You are only responsible for you and your actions. So therefore, the only thing that matters to you is you and your actions. That is what you are accountable for. Allowing another person's words and actions to impact you personally is voluntarily taking their poison. If I walked up to you on the street and said, hey, Here's a vial of poison. Drink it. Are you going to accept that? How about if I tell you, hey, here's a vial of poison that if you drink it is going to kill you. You going to drink it? It sounds ludicrous because when I put it in those terms, no person in their right mind would do it. But that is what you're doing every time that you allow another person's words or actions to impact you personally. And if it stopped there, that would be rough enough, right? Just allowing somebody else's words or actions to impact you personally is rough enough, but it often doesn't stop there. When we take it personally, we start a chain of events. We get offended. And when we're offended, we feel like our castle is being threatened, right? So we throw up our defenses. We put in a moat, we build in a drawbridge, we put alligators in our in our moat we station soldiers on the walk to shoot arrows at people that get too close we might even boil up some tar and be ready to dump it on somebody because when we're offended we feel like we need to defend ourselves, our feelings our actions which creates conflict it could be just internal conflict 
Maybe somebody says something hurtful to you and because you accept that agreement, you now spend the day, week, month, lifetime emotionally punishing yourself. Maybe when you were younger, somebody called you stupid and you believed them and you spent the rest of your life wearing the mantle of stupid and you punished yourself for not being smarter and you didn't take opportunities because you weren't smart enough because you were stupid. You allowed that emotional toil to limit, to stifle, to damage, to even destroy something it didn't need to. And at the worst you can imagine, conflict comes out of it in all kinds of ways. You throw angry words back. Maybe you get physically involved in an altercation. There's plenty of shows on television where you see this reaction. Somebody hurts somebody and so somebody else retaliates back. And it escalates and it creates very quickly this war of I've got to get you back worse than you got me. And where does that end? You wage a war either with another person or with yourself. And what you have to ask at that point is, is it worth it? Is that person's opinion, is that person's behavior, is that person's slight on you, if you will? Because it's an attempted slight. Because again, it only becomes actually a slight if you accept it and allow it and recognize it. If you take it personally, in other words. But is that person's opinion, behavior, actions, whatever, worth dying on that hill for? Is that a sacrifice you're willing to make? So when you rise above, when you don't take it personally, when you say someone else's opinion of you doesn't matter, you actually at that moment recognize that those behaviors and opinions have nothing to do with you and everything to do with that person. I could say mean and hurtful things to you. And if you take them personally and it hurts, my words are touching a wound, a wound you have to heal yourself. But the reality is it's not even my words that are hurting. It is your acceptance of those words. It is your unhealed hurt that is fighting, waging a war, hurting you. My words aren't. It's your acceptance of them and your allowance of that wound to continue to fester that creates the hurt. And this doesn't just work or apply to negative opinions and negative perceptions and negative actions, okay? This applies to positive too. I could walk up to you and tell you that you're amazing. You were the best at anything ever. I could sing your praises loud from the top of every hilltop, through every social media channel, through every possible place that I could proclaim this. And it actually still isn't about you. I think easily we, we can accept that someone's negative opinions aren't about us, but somebody's positive opinions aren't about us either. And that's the harder pill to swallow. Because if you know that you're amazing, it doesn't matter that I think you're amazing. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks is amazing. And I think this is most visible when you look at what it is like to be someone who's Instagram famous, someone who is obsessed about how many likes and followers, somebody who sees value in that and defines their value from those things. Because that's what this is. That is somebody saying, because these many people like me or like my post or follow me, they are, they are confirming what I am. They're telling me that I'm good or bad. 
they're telling me that I'm great or disaster. And the reality is, it doesn't matter how many followers you have or likes you have on something, that crap does not actually make you amazing. If you're amazing, you're amazing in your own right. And you need to believe that inside, deep down. That has got to be where your place of value and worth and opinion of yourself resides. Because the world is going to tell you any number of things. And if you take it personally, good or bad, then you are wearing and you are accepting their poison. You are accepting their beliefs. You are making the agreement with them and you are wearing their decisions, their world, their reality, and you cease to be living in yours. For me, the hardest application of this is this next part. And it piggybacks off what I just said. You see, sometimes this applies even to my own opinion of myself. Often we are our biggest critics and it's easy for us to talk about that one. And sometimes we are our biggest champions and we will tell ourselves that we are good at things or we are amazing at things or we are any number of positive labels at something when we really aren't. That's not to say that we shouldn't celebrate our successes, that we shouldn't recognize our strengths. But what I am saying is that we owe it to ourselves to be honest and to truthfully and honestly look at ourselves. And this is why I say last episode's piece is foundational. If you are impeccable with your word, you are speaking the truth. So if you are in fact really crappy, like I'm just going to tell you, I am really, really bad at golf. And if I deny that to myself and walk around and strut around, even on the inside with this attitude of, I am a killer golf player, I'm lying to myself, okay? That one I think is one that people don't factor in enough. We all talk about how we can easily be our harshest critic, right? Because goodness knows, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you understand that I know this one intimately. I am my harshest critic. And that is the same thing. I'm taking my own mind personally. I mean, my mind is not always right. My mind will try to deceive me. Every one of us has been in a dark room and thought we saw a shadow that was something scary. And it just turned out to be a shirt hanging on a chair the weird way or something like that. Every one of us. And you, why? Because your mind will mess with you. As beautifully, wonderfully awesome as it is, it will mess with you. It will tell you things that are horrible. And it will tell you things that are amazing. And your job is to whittle between those and be at the truth. So you've got to say that you're not going to take it personally. You've got to start stepping away from that. You've got to start introspectively looking at every time your dander gets ruffled. Why? I'm going to share with you guys a story from my professional life because I think it has a very personal impact for me and it's probably relatable. I've been doing this kind of work, what I do now, recruiting, for a long time. I'm good at it. I've had successes. I've been in a long enough time that if I wasn't being successful, I wouldn't still be doing it. But I had a hiring manager one time that insisted on arguing with me and fighting me every step of the way in the process. And this was actually really hard for me because every other person I worked with at this company was a gem. <laughs> they, they understood the process 
they understood why why we were doing things certain ways and they were seeing success this one hiring manager would just get under my skin because every time everything was an argument and that starts to wear on you when you are letting it be personal it took another person from the outside who just straight up asked me one day does so-and-so's opinion of you or your process or any of this actually matter at the end of the day is it actually going to hurt you does his opinion of you does his fighting this say that you aren't good at what you do if you had 20 testimonials about how your process worked and he is one argumentative tantrum about wanting to resist your process would you shudder the other 20 and say hang up your hat and go home because of his one and i in that moment heard myself saying to my son if somebody says you're purple does it make you purple how simple that is when i'm trying to teach it to my son how easily forgotten it is when I'm wrestling in, in my own life. In that moment, I was instantaneously deflated and not in a bad way. It just literally took all of the wind out of my anger sails. And I just sat down and went, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And it was his next question that really got me. He said, but what do your choices, your reactions, your responses to this individual's behavior say about you? And what are you communicating to others when you respond in this fluster of feathers like you have been? Oh, that was a punch to the gut because he was absolutely right. Because I am at the end of the day only responsible for me. That individual can go and huff and puff and blow a house down or fight me like a child every step of the way. And in the end, it's not a reflection on me because it's not personal to me. It is about that person and their choices and their behaviors and the way they handle themselves. And it's not my responsibility to wear that, but it is my responsibility to choose how to respond, to not agree to that person's words or opinions, and to choose in that moment what I'm going to be about, who I'm going to be in the world. Because my worth doesn't come from even those 20 people who had nothing but great things to say about me. My worth comes from right in here. You can't see that because this is a podcast, but I'm pointing at my heart, my center. So if you start stepping away from those arguments, if you start declining the invitation to conflict, if you start recognizing what it is that lies at the inside of you at the issue of why other people's opinion of you matter, if you take a step back and you're looking at that and now you frame it out every time that what others do has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them and you start focusing on making sure that you are being a person of impeccable word and you are making choices to not take things personally, to not, as I say, attend every argument you're invited to. But if you can start separating those two out and you can start living out those first two agreements instead of whatever else you have been living, I can't even begin to describe the change in your life that you'll see from those two sounding simple, relatively simple things that are very difficult to apply because they are recognition of maybe some some long-standing beliefs or be, behaviors, habits that you've had. But if you can start doing those two things, 
I cannot, 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 cannot explain to you the level to which you will see joy increase in your life. And this life is way too short to be walking around miserable. But that's what I've got for you this episode. I hope at least one person felt connected with, inspired by, less alone in this world and takes something into their own life that they can apply and experiences more joy for themselves. And until next episode, be well.